I came to Taiwan and then I met this woman and she was going through something similar. And we both like, we, we were just like peas in a pod, just unbelievable. It's this most amazing relationship I've ever been in. She's now my wife now. That's awesome. And awesome. yeah, we just immediately hit it on. But like when we, we would bump heads and when we did, it was ugly. Like we were getting some pretty uh, heavy arguments. And the last one that we had, which was about two and a half years ago, was like, was like, this is it, man. Either we got to fix this or, you know, like, yeah, we, we got we to gotta move different ways. And a friend of her introduced us to this program called The Spiral. And it was designed by an Australian guy. And that is the backbone of what Amoni is built on. So I met with this individual and so the first session that I had with him was like, all the walls came down. I cried for like three hours afterwards. We touched stuff and found stuff that like, I mean, I had no idea, but it was like the, the, the best part about the session and the best part about this, this, this work is that like, you know, when we, when we, when we're going through it, we're basically pulling up these bubbles, these bubbles of, uh, of awareness. Right. And with this work, we're basically popping those bubbles. And each time, you know, each one of those bubbles that pops up and we pop it and you're like, those are the emotions that we uncover that you've been using to dictate your life. And by popping those bubbles, you're, you can finally see or be aware of the things that you've done, the things that you said, the things that you've thought. And, and in, on many, on many, in many instances, the things that we think, say, do, feel, and ener give energy to, like we don't even, we're not even aware of it. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are talking with Bo Bissett. Bo is a healing guide at Amo Nee. And could you please explain that to us after you introduce yourself a little bit, please, Bo? Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, um, I'm Oni. Uh, first of all, yeah, my name is Bo, and uh, I live in Taiwan. Uh, I moved here in, uh, well, I, moved, I first moved to Taiwan in my mid-20s. Um, I left several times. Uh, it's a very magnetic little island. It's beautiful. Um, and I got, I came back five years ago and I've been here ever since. So, um, but I came up with, uh, this program called Amo Ni. Amo in Spanish means I love and Ni in Chinese means you. So Amo Ni directly translates into I love you. 
And it's a phrase that I have the people that run through the course say to themselves and mean it um, by the time that they are at some point through the, the coursework that we do. Um, the, the modalities that I use, I use uh, Amoni, you know, using Spanish and Chinese, that combination. I did so because um, th this healing modality is a, it's a blended philosophy. We use muscle testing. Um, we use meridian release points to tag the emotions that we find through the muscle testing on the body. Then there are corresponding release points that we use. Um, and then after that, we use a pranayamic breath to help move the emotions as we connect with them uh, with the meridian release points. And then we use some neurolinguistic programming at the end to grease the wheels of intention and send the individual firmly down their path of hopes and dreams and wishes gets, get, after they've removed those uh, programmed childhood emotions. And uh, yeah, that sounds like a oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was, uh, I was just kind of stuttering. <laughs> uh, that that sounds like a well-rounded initiation to something to change your life. And you it know, really is. What, it's very transformative. Yeah. So I also noticed you wrote, is it three books or is it two books? I wrote two. Um, and then um, the third one is, uh, yeah, I've got the third one as well, but they're all out inside of the, the coursework that I, that I teach now. So there's Amo Abundance. Um, so I love abundance. Uh, Amo, uh, Amo Form. I love my form. I love my body. And then Amo Movement, which is I love movement. And each one is tailored as a tailored uh, program towards uh, tackling specific uh, issues that you have around or tackling the specific emotions around uh, each one of those, uh, each one of those topics, um, money, uh, love, uh, family, uh, our own bodies are some of our biggest, uh, uh, yeah. our biggest, uh, I would say roadblocks, I guess that we have. And with the, uh, I mean, yeah, we have a lot of us have a tremendous amount of, uh, emotional blocks towards money. Um, also towards our own bodies and then, um, yeah, relationships as well. So these, uh, each of these course, each of those books is available within the, the coursework that I do. Um, my goal is to take someone through this, through this work when, when I do work with them and then um, to never see them again. Um, I'm always open to communication after I finish with the coursework, but um, I want to, this work empowers the individual and that's how I want to leave them. I want to leave them empowered so they can take the work that I've taught them how to do and do it on their own and not just do it on their own to heal them, you know, to help heal themselves further, but then take this out and use it to heal their family and friends as well. So. This yeah, is, uh, that's this a big chore, Bo. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, we got to start somewhere. So, and the, the healing, you know, yeah. before we, you know, before we can heal somebody else, we, you know, we got to heal ourselves. So, um, and the work that I do, like, I don't heal people. Um, I show them how to heal themselves. And this work gives you the tools to do so. 
Um, muscle testing, the self-muscle testing that we do puts you, the individual, in direct communication with their body. So using self-muscle testing, you're, you're able to uh, break down the barriers that you've, that, uh, that you've established. Um, from from early childhood, we start listening to our parents, and then our teachers, and then our friends, and then our coworkers, our boss, and then every now every one of us walks around with a cell phone, and like the inner voice that we that we had that was uh, bright and shining when we were children is way gone. And muscle testing reestablishes that relationship with your body, um, with your with your subconscious, and it establishes that 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 trust, reestablishes that trust that you kind of brushed aside and once you reestablish trust with the subconscious and you're able to talk to your body using muscle testing you can find out any answers that uh, that you want regarding the emotions that you that you fit in and that your your subconscious is programmed to, to quote unquote keep you safe right so after the muscle testing we use a meridian chart like map um and there we our body's like a high school hallway like just littered with lockers um and instead of old books and uh notes and whatever we used to keep in our locker in our body we hold emotions and some people hold them in our heart some people hold them in their liver some people hold them in their uh in their knees and uh and their shoulders and our, our bodies are just our storage bins for for these for these emotions um we are, you know, we're human beings, but having, having spiritual beings having an, an emotional experience here on earth. And our emotions are the, the foundation of that experience. And our emotions, from a very young age, our subconscious is grabbing onto these emotions and using those emotions to program how we react to the world around us. So if we've, you know, if our, uh, we're having an if we're out and about, you know, when we're kids and we're at the grocery store and our mom like fusses at us for uh, grab, trying to grab candy off the shelf while she's checking out, you know, little instances like that get programmed. And we, you know, we, that, those programs dictate how we, how we interact with the world around us and how we feel about love and money and food and exercise and peanut butter, jelly sandwiches and, and everything. Um, so, with this work, we find those emotions. We find those traumatic emotions that uh, that are uh, that are lodged in our system, and then we connect with them and move them. And when that happens, like really magical things can happen. Life is uh, life stops being so frustrating. Um, I found that there are a lot of a lot of the frustration that we feel is our conscious hopes, desires, wants, wishes, whatever you want to call them, going against our subconscious programs. So like if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to stop doing something or if you're trying to start doing something that, that, that you find it difficult to do, very often there's a subconscious program that's keeping you from, from doing that thing. Right. Maybe eating is your way of comfort or maybe you're eating is your way of blah, 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 whatever. Right. So that's your subconscious is holding on to that. So it's basically like uh, kind of like gears, like the the subconscious gear is trying to turn one way and the subcon and the conscious gear is trying to turn the other way. So then and that's that friction is what causes the frustration.
So by finding those subconscious emotions, yeah. we can move on and, you know, and yeah, and finally realize our conscious intentions. Yeah, facing ourselves, that's one of the hardest things we'll ever have to do. And defining our trigger points, sometimes that's a deep dive into that subconscious realm that you spoke of. That's that's deep NLP work right there. And mm-hmm. that that can change people's lives if they actually tune into those distractions that keep popping up out of nowhere for no exactly. reason really that we can identify in the now but with that deep dive work you can always find those trigger points that's really draining your energy away from you exactly uh, you 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 tout that uh, how, how do you say it let me let me get this right about meditation is not uh, where did I have that? Oh, meditation <laughs> you takes say too that, long. <laughs> yeah, meditation is a waste of time. Can you explain why, please? Yeah, um, actually, I don't. I don't feel that meditation is a waste of time. I feel that um, it takes too long. Like um, I use that hashtag on oh, the website. Right. Yeah, meditation takes too long because, um, yeah, it does. I mean, meditation is you know closing you know uh quieting your mind being present right but you know if you're using that to go within and find your you know and find the things that your your quote unquote demons right these emotions that you program that are that are keeping you stuck um and, and frustrated and 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 yeah if you're using that then yeah just sitting there trying to sort through you know the the you know, the menagerie of emotions and everything else while you're trying to swat away your thoughts and like it just it takes too long i mean it can take people decades to like find their inner peace with this work it's like uh it's really searching i, I don't like to say search and destroy but it's more like search and re, uh, remove um because with with muscle testing we go in and we we establish communication with the body and we start asking questions right and we start finding um with muscle testing um self-muscle testing i use my left hand as my control hand and i make a ring ring with the left hand and i'm right-handed so so my testing hand is my right hand and i make a ring with my pinky finger and my thumb like that to make two interlocking loops like that right and when 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 you ask a question with a yes answer then the rings stay locked right if uh you ask a question and the answer is no then the ring should should break right um they did studies in muscle testing decades ago and basically the um this one of the first ways that they started muscle testing was with two people and uh, one individual starts with the stands with their hand extended and the uh, testing uh, individual stands behind them or beside them, whatever, and, and he places a few fingers on their uh, arm. And with a, when asking a question, the, the testing individual pushes down the arm and the, uh, with a yes, the arm stays extended. With a no, the, the muscle drops because the body can't hold a falsehood and keep that muscle tight at the same time. So that's where uh, muscle testing came from. Um, then 
when I first learned about muscle testing, I was like, uh, I don't know, it's a cool party trick, but I don't really see any use for it in my personal life because I, I like doing stuff on my own. When I found out about self-muscle testing, that was a game changer for me because it really, like I said, it it's helped me establish communication with my body. It asked, I can go in and find out, you know, what emotions do I have attached to um, this, um, some any anything what, what emotions do i have attached to me going away this weekend all right um is uh and then i go through and i use the meridian chart and i find the emotions that uh, by asking yes and no question is it uh is it fire earth metal water okay water is it bladder or kidney all right it breaks on kidney and then uh, i can test all the emotions that are listed in that kidney um, so it's a uh, fear, dread, anxiety. Okay, anxiety. So then I can release, I can release the emotions based on the the release point for the kidneys is right below the collarbone. Um, then I connect with it, and then use the the pranayamic breath that I told you about, which is I call the AMO breath. Um, it's a three part breath where we actually uh, use visualization, but then also um, some physical humming as well that stimulates the vagus nerve and helps the helps us emotionally reset and um so yeah i mean just going in and finding these emotions that could like i said we're emotional beings and we're constantly using emotions to dictate you know the our reactions to the world and uh, a lot of them are programmed emotions that we installed as, as children and now decades later are dictating, you know, how we react around uh, everything, the things that we encounter in life. So, and they really, really restrict us and our experience here. You know, that's why we're so, you know, so many of us are routine. You know, we get stuck in these routines. It's not because the, you know, it's not because we're lazy. It's because the subconscious is a, in a majorly efficient entity. And, you know, aside from, you know, programming these emotions, the subconscious is in control of, you know, the, keeping the heart beating, the lungs pumping, the, the metabolism going, the hormones running, like everything inside your body is the domain of the subconscious. So anything that happens on the outside, it's like, all right, well, you, uh, when you were a kid, you did this and this, you reacted this way. So that's the way we're going to play it again. And so to get out of that, you know, as when you're a kid, your subconscious is basically like stamping a record, you know, of your emotional responses. And then once that uh, record is stamped, then, you know, then it can just play that same record for, for eternity, not eternity, but for as long as we're here, right? And so, yeah, we just, that's, that's pretty much how we're stamped and we're stuck we're stuck in those stuck in those same patterns yeah that that tends to be a a trouble point for everybody we get stuck in patterns whether it be addiction or some sort of need for something we're all longing for something and that yep. search can be overwhelming that's for sure mm. So yeah, you're you're in Taiwan right now, and uh -huh. things are really heated in the world, especially in that region. Yeah, how do yeah. you deal with that right now in your life? Um, honestly, I don't 
watch or read the news. So <laughs> <laughs> I stopped yeah. reading and watching the news maybe a decade ago. And I I cheat every once in a while and I look at ESPN um, just to see what, like, <laughs> I know right now the NBA playoffs are going on. So, like, I, uh, you know, I know that the Celtics and the uh, Warriors are playing whenever whenever they start the series but other than that uh that is my extent of world news so yeah I, I i removed i removed cable tv the television out of the home we don't even go there you know i'm very <laughs> selective about right. where i get and gather news exactly because it all sucks anymore you know and uh, i'm tired of all of that suckiness in our world I know, man. It's so <laughs> negative, right? It's just, oh. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, it and that brings us to, you know, podcasting. Yeah, understanding the world that we live in, it, it kind of is, it's a unique journey, that's for sure. And yeah, speaking open-heartedly to individuals, that's really what our world needs more now to heal more than ever. And I'm so thankful that you're out there doing these open conversations with people and trying to help save our world in a small amount, but still it helps in some way. You're active. I, I feel and, the same way you, about what you're doing, Ed. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because you get weighed down with all of like we've been talking these emotions these feelings that we've drudged up from our past it's so important what you're doing out there and you know i don't i don't have the background of helping people that deep yet i've mm. got a background similar to yours where i started being an alcoholic drug addict at 9 years old and Whoa. Yeah, and I, and I ran. From, how did the, how did yeah. you start it? How did the, how did you start it? Now? My family members. Uh, oh, just like at, feeding at you alcohol. Of, yeah, well, they said my uncle Bo <laughs> oh, was wow. his name. Yeah, uh, he actually. It's Boone Farm strawberry wine. They always drunk it upstairs. Uh -huh. And he said, as soon as you can open that bottle, you can drink with us. And at the age of nine, I cracked that sucker, had my first drink. And that wow. sweetness in that Boone's Farm wine uh -huh. just threw me into this, wow, that's yeah. good. Uh -huh. And it led more into other things. And my brothers, they would set and smoke marijuana and blow it in my face while I was sleeping. And I'd wake up to this, <laughs> God, I told you, no, man, stop it. So the influence right. behind that, that, that really took me down a deep, dark path that many people don't travel. And I, I really had to fight a lot of demons. What, what kind of demons have you had to fight in your life because of, that past oh man it was like mostly for me like mine was uh wow i can't believe like that you like yeah it's that, hard 
other people would do that to you. Like, see, my I'm like, all mine was self-imposed, right? So I never, yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry you went through that, man. Well, That's well, cool. you know, Bo, that that right there, that I can't believe somebody would do that to you. Yeah, I struggle with that daily. Yeah, you know, because I love my family and I, I, I have, I've forgiven them for that. Yeah, of course. Yet it's still, what's the mentality behind that? You know, why would you take somebody down with you? And still to this day, some of my family are, they're on a course that, you know, I don't agree with, but I love them. And, you know, I support them in ways that I can. And I've had to find the, the ways that I can not just give them what they want right and that's a big big demon that we face right there those things that we want instead yeah, right. of what we need well i mean to for you to be able to be in the place where you are right now not, and not just you know and not just i mean to forgive them is like that is like really i mean that says a lot yeah. about your own character and where you are i mean dude that's 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 really huge congratulations on that well, thank you. It's heavy at times, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you know, it is. Especially with that social uh, circle, you know, uh, building a tribe because you never feel like you quite fit in. Yeah, and of course. I've been ostracized because of my family for so long that, you know, I'm numb to it now that I, I just, I love everybody, no matter right. what journey they're on. And that's what I'm trying to bring. You know, we, we need to unite and forgive. And I, I love the, I love you. Amoni. That, that's just killer right there. That's oh, really needed that. in the world. Yeah. I mean, one of the first books I read when I started this journey was about, um, I think it was called love yourself first. And, um, so I read it and I remember like looking at it and I was like, yeah, you know, maybe this is, it sounds right. So, I mean, this is like 10 years ago. And, um, so I read it and I remember I put a sticky note in my mirror and it was like, I love you. And I, I would like go and I would read that sticky note every morning or every time I went, you know, went to the bathroom. And I remember looking at that note and thinking like, and saying, I love you to myself. But I was like, I don't love myself. Like I'm a piece of you know, I'm a piece of trash. And like, uh, it took me, uh, it took me until almost until I discovered, yeah, until I discovered this work that I was really able to like, really love myself and understand because I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand, you know, like the quote unquote voices in my head. I didn't understand like the things that I was doing and why, why I was making decisions that I was doing and why, like, why I would always like, seem to regress after, you know, after some sort of progress, um, not just, you know, not just two steps forward, one step back, but it was almost like, it was almost like two steps forward, two steps back. It was just like, you know, like I was dancing like this, like this, uh, tortuous, like, uh, horrible devil design dance that was just, you know, somebody just playing a puppet with me. And, and I was just, uh, and, uh, but yeah, once, once I realized, uh, that I, I think I realized it early on that emotions were the key. That's the first, one of the first self-help books I read was that, uh, love yourself first. One of the first books that I read 
uh, that really kind of turned a needle and like made my brain like made me start thinking was called molecules of emotion. It was a by like a neurophysicist. Her name was Dr. Candace Pert, I think. And um, so when I read that book, it really touched me because I realized that you know she describes how you know our emotions affect us like on a molecular level, and I was like, wow. I mean, that's pretty. You know, so I was like, my anger, my you know, the way that I feel about myself is actually like affecting my body. And I was like, I gotta get a hold on that. But I was like, I don't even know how. And so, like, yeah, I just started reading more. I went through, you know, every self-help book that you can, you know, most of the big ones that you can think think of, all kinds of mind valley courses, uh, meditation. I started meditation like right from the beginning, and you know, it helped. You know, like I said, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about meditation. Um, but as far as like, you know, healing for me, like it just, it was just taking too long. And this work that I found is like just almost immediate. But um, yeah, I started meditation and, you know, while I was meditating, I was always good. You know, I was like, I could get to, it took me, it took me some time before I could get to, you know, a quiet space and, you know, shut off the voices and, you know, have a mostly quiet meditation. Um, and I still meditate you know, maybe two or three times a day after some breath work I do in the morning. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just was not, it wasn't, made, it wasn't moving the needle for me. It wasn't, I, nothing was happening. I was great when I was sitting down, you know, and like, you know, there was no real world, you know, circumstances going on to trigger me. But as soon as I got up from my chair and like went on about, you know, normal life as, you know, we got to work and do the things that we got to do. Right. As soon as I got up, it was like, man, why, why, why can't I carry this out throughout the, my yeah. day with me? Right. You know? And, um, so yeah. And then it took me, I came to Taiwan and then I met this woman and she was going through something similar. And we both like, we, we were just like peas in a pod, just unbelievable. It's this most amazing relationship I've ever been in. She's now my wife now. That's awesome. And awesome. yeah, we just, immediately hit it on but like when we we would bump heads and when we did it was ugly like we would get some pretty uh heavy arguments and the last one that we had which was about two and a half years ago was like was like this is it man either we gotta fix this or you know like yeah we, we gotta we gotta move different ways and a friend of her introduced us to this program called the spiral and it was designed by an Australian guy. And that is the backbone of what Amoni is built on. So I've met with this individual. And so the first session that I had with him was like, all the walls came down. I cried for like three hours afterwards. We touched stuff and found stuff that like, I mean, I had no idea, but it was like the, the, the best part about the session and the best part about this, this, this work is that like, you know, when we, when we, when we're going through it, we're basically pulling up these bubbles, these bubbles of, uh, of awareness. Right. And with this work, we're basically popping those bubbles.
bubbles. And each time, you know, each one of those bubbles that pops up and we pop it and you're like, those are the emotions that we uncover that you've been using to dictate your life. And by popping those bubbles, you're, you can finally see or be aware of the things that you've done, the things that you said, the things that you've thought. And, and then on many, on many, in many instances, the things that we think, say, do, feel, and enter, give energy to, like we don't even, we're not even aware of it. You know, we say things like it can be a small thing. Uh, you know, we look at people, you know, we give off, you know, an angry energy or, you know, sad or, you know, poor me energy without even knowing it. And once, you know, once those awareness bubbles arise and we pop them with this work, it's just like, and you become, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing such and such. I've been doing X, Y, and Z. This is what I've been using to, in this situation. And when that awareness happens, then it's amazing because you finally have a choice. Because once you're, you know, if, if you don't know you're doing something, you can have friends tell you or family tell you like, oh, you're doing this or this or that. And you're like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm not. I don't, you know, but you're not aware of it. But as soon as that awareness yeah. becomes conscious, then you finally have a choice. But then you know, you see it, you're aware of it, that you have been doing this thing. So you can now keep doing that thing, which has brought you to where you are right now, and it will keep taking you down the same path, or you can finally make a choice. You can be like, all right, I know I've been doing this now, and I know where I'm know where I'm at, and I know where I want to be. So now I'm gonna just start doing something, doing something different. And that was yeah, for that's me, conscious that, choice. Yeah, man, exactly. And it was just that was for me, because like I mean, I was a drunk, like I was a flat out drunk <laughs> for like 25 years. Um the before right before i kind of got my stuff together um i was in Taiwan. it was in no i was in vietnam i was like passing out in the streets drunk um i was snorting heroin like it was man i was bad and um i called my brother and i was like dude i, I need some help and anyway he got me out of there he started getting things back on track but it took a little bit took a few more kick in the kicks in the pants before I was able to turn it around. But I mean, I was, you know, I was, you know, a drunk for like 25 years. And I, you know, I, I finally, I finally saw it. I'm like, Oh my God, I've been doing this. Like I've been doing this to myself. I've been making the choice to do this. Although like I would, I had tried to stop drinking and stop doing drugs like oh, a dozen times. Right but I was just always coming back and always coming back. And when I uncovered the reason that I've been doing so after I finished this word called the spiral, I was like, I think I can, I think I can drink because if I, cause I'd always hated that the alcohol had owned me, right. That it had broken me like that and it just put me in that situation. And I was just like, you know, I'd always been envious of friends who could have a glass of wine or two, you know, and kind of relax and, yeah. And then that was it. Right. And then maybe not have any more for a month or two months or whatever, whenever the, you know, whenever they wanted. And I wasn't like that. And I just, I hated that. So after I finished this course, I was like, let me try it, man. I really like, I, I think I can, you know, if, if, if what I think is true, if these emotions are really the, 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 the cause, then I should be able to drink. 
Well, I did. I had a glass of wine, and then two weeks later, I had a couple of glasses of wine. Three weeks later, I had a, a, another couple of glasses of wine until I was up to like half a bottle, and then I was like, "Whoa, all right, man." Um, I could feel that. I could feel that demon inside me waking up again, and so I took this. I took the work that uh, I had been through and that I had learned, um, and then I started tweaking it and adjusting it, and and working it to, to 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 strictly towards healing my addiction and I, yeah i did so i mean when i stopped drinking 10 years ago i was at like a case of beer and i was drinking uh jack daniels at night to put me down and uh i got a beer in the refrigerator now it's been there for i don't know a couple months I might have it tonight. I might have it in two months. And I might not have it for another six months. It's just, I've never in my life been able to do that. And I've never in my life been able to actually have a beer, you know, one beer. But, you know, that's my choice now. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a good feeling when it's a choice. You know? Yeah, right. And, and you're, you're conscious of that. And most of the time, I, I don't want it. but I'll have a sip here and there, you know, and it doesn't affect me the way it used to affect me. I would be right. on the bathroom floor of some, somebody's house. I didn't even know, you know, I'm climbing in their linen closet and passing out and waking oh. up two, 3 AM in the morning, wondering where the hell I am. That right. that's a bad feeling. So if if you could change it all, would you? No, I would not. Because if I had uh, if I did, then I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And yeah, I mean it was a rough ride, but um, I'm happy to be where I am now. Like the woman that I'm with right now, my, like she's my wife. She's amazing. She's the, probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And um, I mean, I live. You know, despite what's going on with with China and Taiwan, I live in a, I live uh, outside of the second biggest city of the, in the country, but I live on the, like a little small mountain over, look, I'm looking at the Pacific Ocean right now. It's a beautiful, calm day. Awesome. It's just, yeah, man. I mean, life is good. And I'm finally, you know, for the longest time I was, you know, trying to, you know, figure out where my place was in this whole grand scheme of things right yeah. and now like yeah. now to be able to help other people through their situation uh, it's nice you know it's like i can you know i can yeah. extend my hand and say you know look i've been down this road you know grab my hand and i'll you know i'll, I'll show you the way yep. and then you know as as we go through i'll show you how to do it and like then you can take it and roll with it yeah yeah, you know, and and I make it a point if I notice something that I've been there, I'm gonna reach out. That that's just one of those things, mm -hmm. and, and I stop often just to talk to people, and and that can change a life. Oh, immediately. So, yeah, you know, we all we all just want respect. You know, that's the bottom line, and and when we feel respected we feel loved I, i've been with my wife since 1983 uh nice. we got we got together at 17 married at 19 
and it's been a roller coaster ever since. But <laughs> uh, like you stated, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's when I awesome, first man. met her, I yeah, yeah. When I first met her, I told her, "25, I'm dead." You know, do you really want to be with me? Right. <laughs> and she's tamed me down to a little cuddly lion bear or something. You know, cub. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that man. What a great yeah. story. Yeah. So, Bo, what what's next for Bo and his intention for life from here on out? Um, I'm just day right, right now. I'm really, I'm very day by day right now, um, to continue doing the work that I'm doing, continue helping others. And then, um, yeah, we're just enjoying life right now. It's, uh, kind of, yeah, we're just kind of starting, I guess, what is it? June? So is it officially summer yet? I guess it is. Right. But yeah, right. right. It's, uh, the weather right yeah. now is beautiful um, on the weekends, and then sometimes on the week we uh, we walk down to the ocean and you know do some paddling out on the ocean, got some canoeing, and uh, just get out and get some rays and uh, bicycle around the mountain, and uh, yeah, just kind of enjoy life right now. Yeah, that's that's really the best advice. Enjoy life because it's yeah, very exactly, short. Right? Just uh, don't yeah, stop, yeah. you know, don't, uh, don't take things so seriously and, you know, really, really, you know, take a step back from, you know, what's, what you got going on and just slow down. That's right. I think I one of it. like, I've cycled a lot. I've cycled through five different countries and, um, wow. what's one of, one of, one of the things that, uh, people would always ask me like, Oh, what's your, you know, what's the best part? I was like, you know what? Like best part is like, you know, so it's like the slower you go, the more you see, right? That's what I love about the bicycle. It's just like, you know, That's I got, right. I mean, I, I I still remember like markings on the pavement, you know, in certain, on certain spots and, you know, across when I cycled across America and even like in, in Southeast Asia here. And it's just like, you know, you just see so much more and you take in so much more and you appreciate so much more when you slow down. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a good way to, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, I, I like that advice a lot, Bo. So how can people get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is through the website, um, amoneclear.com. And um, I mean, I got all the social channels and stuff like that. But yeah, the website's, website's the best place to, place to go. And don't worry, if you go to the website, I'm not going to attack you with like uh, email sign-up forms. There's no like, you know, join my mailing list. Like, you know, if what I'm... You know, if I'm bringing to the table, I'm guilty. Resonates with you. What's I'm that? Guilty. <laughs> I'm no, guilty. No, of that. no. I mean, it's. I mean, it's it's good business, right? So, I mean, yeah. you know, you just keep people informed, you know. And I mean, but for me, like, I mean, with this work, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to hound people about, you know, this. Like, I want this work to, like, to speak to them and, like, you know, I want people to feel comfortable, like, reach out message me i got a message platform on the uh on the website yeah send me a message and we'll start a conversation and then you know we'll start from there right um yeah i'm not trying to you know chase chase people down and like you need to do this you know yeah yeah not well no you don't even come off like that Bo. you you're <laughs> quite the man uh, uh, i enjoyed talking to you i am as well thank I, you so much ed 
I really enjoyed our time together. I respect what you're doing and please keep it up. And thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you sharing your platform and like helping me spread the Amoni message. It's like really, really means a lot to me. So all the best, man. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.